Today's episode of The Chaser Report brought to you by Awkward Dates. Hey, my name's Oedipus and you look just like my mum. Oh no, I am getting you a call. You have my mum's eyes and now I do too. Oh. <laughs> Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report on Thursday the 18th of November. I'm Dom, we have Alex and Gabby and Charles is back from whoop, travel whoop. Hello. shows and stuff. And very good news, guys. Oh yeah. Something yeah. that everyone's going to love, which is... Why do I not believe you? <laughs> that the Reserve Bank of Australia has announced that they're mm-hmm. not going to raise interest rates till at least 2024! Woohoo! I don't even know what that means. No mortgage rate rises. That means, you know, if you've got a mortgage in in your own home, you don't have to pay any more for at least like a year and a half. You're only a year and a half older than me, but you're such a fucking boomer. I hate you. (laughs) I love it. And because the good thing is, like, what this does is it means that pensioners don't uh, get any money from their savings and things like that. It really, Mm. you know, deals with that really well. And then... The other thing is that young people who are saving for a home mm-hmm. don't oh, get any interest from their savings. Yeah. yeah. And but all the people who own homes get mm. all the benefits. And perfect. property prices stay incredibly, impossibly high. I know. Keeps the riffraff out of the market. Your entire life income wouldn't be enough to buy a house in Sydney. That sort of situation continues. Charles, you suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be funny about this, but it's just... It's just awful. Do you know what though? It's actually quite funny that you bring this up because, like, obviously, I do. Mm. I, this will tie in. I promise. Um, I one of my favorite genres on Netflix. There's one now called Escapist Reality TV. And do you know what half of those shows are? What home renovation? Owning your home. Yeah, home, like home. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This is Escapist. A fantasy. I can't knock a wall down and create an ensuite. <laughs> it's not going to happen for me. You know, I, I I've heard your sob story, but I've been Go ignoring off. it completely because I'm just thinking maybe actually I should buy a second house. Because maybe oh, it's yeah. a house. Because yeah. then I can One's get all that. too many. Because there's like tax advantages in negative oh, gearing. Oh, there's negative yeah. gearing. I mean, look, mm. I mean, yeah. Bill Shorten went to the electorate and said, look, this yeah. is a really outrageous thing. And, mm. and he lost. So yeah. you can do it. Yeah. yeah. And I, can, I hear look, you, Gabby, you know, you don't own a home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe I can buy one for you and you can pay off my mortgage for me. Yeah. Buy the rent that charge, and then it's all yeah. happy days. Everyone gets to benefit except for you. I mean, I I already I already do that. I already pay f- someone else for a home. I'd happily, yeah. for moral reasons, pay you instead. Yeah, but okay. just never come over unannounced and Alex, fix so all the houses. Alex, if I bought a third home, would you be able to? Do, well, do you want to move in? I'm completely fine with this. Mm. Um, I live with my parents, and they're anti-vax, so I'm feeling I'm going to be a homeowner very soon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, this is all great news to me. On today's show, Xana heads to Melbourne to check out an anti-vaxxer rally and a giant scaffold that's been put up outside Parliament House in Melbourne. How strange. And Gabby, you've been listening to Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. That's big news. I have. <laughs> I'll talk about that later. And Charles has another tall tale for fiction or furphy. That's all coming up. But first, let's go to Rebecca Dana in the Chaser Newsroom. The PM's office has failed to meet legal requirements for FOI requests regarding former staffer Brittany Higgins. The Liberal Party, who maintain that they have nothing to hide, have broken FOI laws by intentionally slowing responses and refusing other requests in a move approved by the Prime Minister's office, almost as if they have something to hide. 
Prime Minister Scott Morrison has slammed suggestions that he should condemn protesters demanding that Dan Andrews be murdered in public, saying that they are only bringing gallows to Victorian government buildings and not something more scary like strawberries with pins in them. An update on the William Tyrrell case has revealed that nope, nope, not reading that, nope, 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 not going there, never going there, I'm not saying it, we've had fun guys, but no, you can't make me say that. Those are the latest headlines from The Chaser Report, I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno, and I know what jokes won't get me crucified. This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by Awkward First Dates. Oh my god, hi, it's so nice to see you finally in person. Although I will say your house looked a lot smaller in the photos. There's no photos of my house on my page. And I'll be on my way. Then my Uber's here. Goodbye. Let's never speak again. Gabby and Alex, so we've got our man on the scene, Xander Shavaniv. Right outside the Victorian Parliament, where a scaffold has just been erected with great sensitivity. Hey, Xander. Hello, Dom. Yes, that is true. And it is very fascinating scenes live here on the ground. Why is there a scaffold outside the Victorian Parliament? Well, you see, I was pretty confused. I was going through a morning walk through Melbourne, and then suddenly all these people speaking French rushed past, and oh. they all had wood, and they started constructing a gallows. What? Oh. What, like a, like a literal gallows? Yeah, like a literal gallows. Was it some sort of um, artistic happening? Well, I'm not sure, but then all this Coles mud cake emerged and they started shouting, let them eat cake or something ridiculous like that. And it has really ruined my morning walk. Are you sure this isn't just like a Melbourne arts installation, like a Marie Antoinette yeah, it's probably know, a appreciation festival? festival. Yeah. Well, it's really hard to say what, understand what they're saying because they're all speaking in French. Were they wearing any pants? No, no pants. Mm. Just speaking French throwing cakes around and trying to build gallows and I don't understand what's happening. It's just ridiculous. So just to clarify, you're at an anti-vaxxer protest outside the Victorian Parliament and your satirical target is French wankers. Yes. <laughs> okay. I understand that they're, they're, I'm looking at photos here where you are, Xander, and I'm seeing an inflatable Dan Andrews being strung up from the gallows. Is, is that some sort of sort of waiting for Godot twist? Samuel Beckett or something? Well, it's quite interesting. We're seeing... There's a lot of arguments between the protesters here. Obviously, the ones who are more traditional want them to bring in guillotines, but the ones who think that, uh, you know, they need to go for more of a revolutionary flair want, want gallows, and they think that's more true to the Australian British heritage or whatever. And, of lynching. Yeah, of lynching. Um, so it, it's complicated. There's a lot of fights on the ground here, but, you know, once again, they're in French, so my... My translator's doing a lot of the legwork for me. Sorry, just hold on. I need to go back. Why are why are they wearing pants? <laughs> um, well, you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those things. They won't be tied down. Like you can't you can't make them have vaccines. You can't make them speak English. You can't make them use guillotines, and you can't most importantly make them wear pants. Hmm. They won't. Let, it's their choice. You know, society won't chain them down. Okay. Mm, how we talk about you committing to a bit? Um, <laughs> oh, I, I saw some. Um, I'm looking at some images now from the area. I see someone holding a sign saying "Unvax sperm is the new Bitcoin." Um, have, you, <laughs> have you spoken to this man? And what's that in French? Um, <laughs> le unvax sperm is the new le Bitcoin. Um, je Swiss spermy Bitcoiny. <laughs> Sticky. That's it. <laughs> Les Miserables. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, you know, he, he walked up to me today and he was like, you see, they want to take a sperm away and they want to they want to poison it. And I was I was very confused at, at what he meant. But, you know, he was he, he was quite firm. Sounds Michelin, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Sometimes we record something and I just want to say to Lachlan, our producer, it's done. 
Jennifer's doing a pretty fucking perfect. We've, we've absolutely now. We it. did it, guys. We've captured the essence <laughs> the of the uneditable theme. segment. Right, the, the, <laughs> the biggest question for me is how this Frenchman in Melbourne without pants and Coles mud cake um, plans on trading his sperm like Bitcoin because, as we all know, you know, tr- trading Bitcoin goes over the internet. Well, the mud cakes come with those lids, don't they? You can flip them and they turn into a bit of a. Maybe oh, that's. Cool. Yeah. Maybe that's the white icing on the mud cake. <laughs> it's like you're there, Zed. <laughs> Melbourne will love this. That was Zander. Melbourne, the, the French back. Revolution of Australia. Oui. The Chaser's rich satirical tradition is in safe hands down in Melbourne. Thank you, Zander. This episode of the Chaser Report is sponsored by Awkward Dates. Um, uh, the food is good. Yeah, I guess. So do you like dogs? No. Oh. It's time for another round of Fiction or Furphy. This is the segment where Charles tells a story and our panel of Alexa and Gabby have to work out. Is it fiction, completely made up, or a Furphy, which is something that is fundamentally true but a bit exaggerated? Now, Alex and Gabby, you, you've got the past three wrong. You said that they were fictions and they were, in fact, mostly furfies. Do you think you'd do better this time? No. I'm just, <laughs> just going to assume it's all true. I've, I've yeah, that. me too. <laughs> Whatever Charles says is real. Charles, your life isn't an enigma. I don't know how to explain it. Charles, crack one, tell one. Okay, so this one happened just actually a couple of years ago. I was organising a uh, live show tour. Um, I've actually got a live show tour coming up, The War on 2021. Uh, you can buy tickets at uh, chaser.com.au slash live. So nice. Um, nice little plug there. Yeah, but seamless. So this one, this was when climate change, have you heard of climate change? What? Yeah. Uh, no. So that was when it was a bit of a big issue. It was a few right. years ago now. Not anymore, though. Yeah. And so we thought it would be really funny if for, throughout the whole show there was this big red button in the middle of the stage with a sign saying, you know, to solve climate change, press this button, right? Or something like, to save the world, press this button, right? And the whole idea is that no one, like, would just ignore the button the whole time. No one would press it. And it was a sort of conceptual joke. Anyway, so I had to organise a big red button, right? And so I Googled big red button on the internet to try and find a big red button. And... There's all these different options and things like that, but none of them look particularly good. You know, Microsoft sold one for like $99, but it was for gamers and everything like that. And then I found this one that was only $12, right, 22 centimetres diameter. So like that bit, like big enough to be on stage, right? $16 shipping, but that's fair enough. Like, it's, you know, it's a, um, you know, big It's a button. business. You know, it looks perfect. It looks like an emergency button that, you know, could save the world, right? So I buy it, right? (laughs) A couple of weeks later, it arrives, and I'd misread. It wasn't 22 centimetres. It was 22 (laughs) millimetres. So this was like a day before the started. And we had this button that was literally two centimetres big as our big 
stage button for the show. Did no CIA agents uh, in this one. This feels a bit more plausible. Perhaps. What do we think, Gabby and Alex? Is it fiction or furphy? I think it's a mind fuck. I don't like. He's proved us wrong the last three crazy batshit stories. This one sounds semi plausible, which leads me to believe it actually is fiction. Gabby says fiction. Alex says I. I think it's a furphy solely because back maybe a year ago when Charles was teaching me how to tell yarns. On a podcast, he used this exact example of a story. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. No, but but no, it could be a conspiracy, right? It could be if this a is actually con. if this is actually false, then mm. everything Charles says on the podcast is a lie, apart from the furphy <laughs> section. <laughs> so I can't. Yeah. I'm going to say true. Uh, I yeah, it can't. Yeah, be I, okay. Time. So it's a furphy. You are correct, Alexa. Congratulations. It's fucking rigged. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it totally happened. The, the only, it, it was tight. This it was comically tiny, um, which actually made me worry about the vibrator that I um, bought off it. Eh? Eh? This has been fictional. Furfy, Furfy. Unbelievable. Another episode soon. Today's episode of The Chaser Report brought to you by Awkward Dates. April 31st. What? It's, it's a date. Doesn't exist. It's a bit awkward. Lachlan, I swear to God. April 30th. Also pretty awkward. What's awkward about April 30th? It's the day before April 31st. Oh, my God. I don't know if you guys have heard. There's a new revenge fantasy that is an option now. Oh. I I don't know if you're aware. So if you're not in the Taylor Swift universe, um, she recently – she's obviously – she's in the middle of re-releasing all of her albums because there's this horrible um, ownership thing where she wasn't allowed to own her own songs. And so she's re-recording all of her own music and and owning it as well. So I'm doing that with this podcast. I'm actually (laughs) re-recording every episode. Is this episode going to be like the Chaser Report in brackets, Dom's Dom's version? version. Yeah, Yeah, nice. Dom's Gabby voice is so good. Yeah, you're you're (laughs) not in it. It's just me doing you (laughs) and being Alexa. And I have to – Oh, yeah, great. Um, no, but yeah, so, she, so she's going back through and, and re-recording all these incredible albums. And she's also re, like she's releasing all of these unfinished songs. She's finished them. They're called From the Vault. And she's doing all this work. And it's actually just genuinely so incredible. But what it's opened up is the option of absolutely fucking ending an ex from 10 years ago in the best way. And I keep thinking about it. I'm like, fuck, that was an option the whole time. Like, And I can't wait for other people to adopt the Taylor Swift methodology where it's like, you know, a book that was released that might have had a couple of vague quotes about a vague person can now be re-released and just have a whole chapter on a very detailed account of what had happened, you know? Do we know who these people are? Do we know who the exes are? Well, yeah, I mean, so obviously the 10-minute version of All Too Well by Taylor Swift is about (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal. And I don't know if you're aware there's a whole thing there's a scarf that got left at a certain sister's house it's like a it's like a really big deal like, absolutely he, not aware of this didn't yeah. he not turn up to her 21st he didn't turn up to her party? 21st birthday and I, you know what i also feel very conflicted discussing it like this because the whole point is that taylor's music actually transcends you know just feelings of inadequacy and feelings of complete confidence lack that girls experience and get shat on for all the time and it, and her music gives weight to those things and it makes it feel like it's a very universal experience and so I hate reducing it to being about her her boyfriends but well, it's just but too also, good. also 10 years on you would imagine it'd be pretty easy to transcend Jake Gyllenhaal right? Like, yeah but it, it just makes me think about all the other 10 minute versions of things that could now come out like it's okay because Taylor did it you know like she she wrote that song Dear John about John Mayer and that could come out now as a 10 minute version and I'd just be not ready for the things she'd say about John Mayer. And what about if Dolly Parton did a 10 minute version of John 
Jolene and just <laughs> shat on Jolene. And we found out her name wasn't actually Jolene, but it's like, who would have that been there about? There is a real Jolene. I, it, there's oh. a th- I've written an article once about who it's about. I wanted to just to redo the song. Don't use Jolene. Use the real name. Yes. Just destroy First her. Name, Bring last name, address. flaming people she, on purpose. She I knows love what she it. did. Yeah, you could have like, You're So Vain is about... Oh, Warren that? Beatty. It's about Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Yeah. I mean, there's not much more to be said about Warren Beatty being a bit of an arsehole to women, but now go, go for it. Imagine 10 minute You're So Vain. I'd die. And I want, I want right said Fred yeah. to just come back <laughs> and 10 minute version of, of I'm Too Sexy oh. and just like a whole other Detailed level. Detailed accounts. Yeah. Details. Yeah. That's what I, I thrive off it. I'm Set a vampire for other people's drama. It's great. And also, I think Aqua. Has a ten minute version of Barbie Girl because yes. you know that that ended in a lawsuit. Really, oh. Mattel tried to sue Aqua. Mattel, yeah, just because it was called Barbie Girl. They said you can't use Barbie, the name, because you're making fun. And Mattel lost, so they have yeah. the right. So I want to hear a ten minute version of Barbie Girl that's all about Mattel being litigious fucks. Oh, nice, mm. nice. Well, I thought I just wanted more world building because they did say in a Barbie world, <laughs> and I don't know anything about what that world consists of. Yeah, you want like the backstory? Yeah, yeah. I want the details. <laughs> like, where did they meet? Like, well, no, they do. They do give away a few details. They give away life in plastic. It's fantastic. So mm. everything's made of plastic, and that is by by the way, that's actually where the Radiohead universe and the <laughs> um, Barbie Girl, yeah, fake plastic. Plastic Trees is actually written from Ken's perspective. I don't know if anyone was ever aware of that. <laughs> I challenge you, Gabby Bolt, to produce an Aqua Radiohead mashup. mashup. Oh. Easy. Yeah. I could do that tomorrow. Flake, fake plastic doll. Oh my god. No, fake plastic girl. Like Barbie girl. Fake plastic girl. girl, of course. Sorry. Fake plastic Barbie? Oh, there's so many options. Our gear is by Rode Microphones, and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. And both of them know what they did.